Coming up, what's new at Guide Dogs of America's biggest fundraiser of the year. This time around, it's called Wolfstock. We'll also hear about what some of our members are doing for community service projects. Activate Live starts now. Speak up, speak out, get involved, get involved. Engage-toi, take action. We're union and we're proud. Welcome to Activate Live. I'm Tanya Hutchins coming to you from Upper Marlboro, Maryland. We'll get to Guide Dogs of America in just a moment. But first, here's what's going on around our union. The Machinist Union is urging passage of the United States Export Finance Agency Act of 2019, also known as H.R. 4863. It would sustain the U.S. manufacturing and other strategic industries and improve the balance of trade between the U.S. and high export nations. So we're hoping for reauthorization there. More than 50 mechanics and service advisors at one of the largest GMC dealers in the United States went on strike last Saturday in Illinois. At issue is the company's attempt to take away the member's defined benefit pension plan and replace it with a 401k plan. The members rejected the company's offer by a 100% vote. As a show of solidarity, Teamsters Local 50 members who also work at the dealership are honoring the IAM strike, and we thank them for that. Congratulations to IAM Local 708 members in Kansas who returned to work at Sherwin-Williams October 21st after a 19-day unfair labor strike. Their new collective bargaining agreement includes more than 10% wage increases in each category, a union-appointed safety advocate each shift, and double the amount of rest periods for a 12-hour shift. The contract also includes plant-wide safety wash periods and a 15% overall increase in benefits. Nearly 25 machinist union members took part in the Coalition of Labor Union Women's Convention earlier this month in Nevada. The theme was Sisters Not Afraid of Power Coming Together to Change the World. At least two of our veteran members presented the colors at the beginning of the convention. It was quite a scene. Isn't that a great shot? And attendees took part in social media actions to support the culinary workers in Las Vegas who are fighting for contracts at station casinos. One of our members even escorted United Farm Workers co-founder Dolores Huerta to the stage for her keynote speech. And a shout out to the IAM's Advanced Women's Leadership class at the William W. Wimpasinger Education and Technology Center in Southern Maryland. This is their class photo that was just taken. I met the students this morning as we talked about public speaking. But here, we have a live look at the class going on right now. This afternoon, they're learning about anti-harassment and receiving training to fight it in the workplace. Today's instructors include Maria Roper, the IAM's Human Resources Council, and IAM Deputy General Counsel, Carla Siegel. Let's listen in just for a few seconds to see if we can hear anything. It sounds like they're doing their projects. I know they have presentations tomorrow. So good luck to everyone in the Advanced Women's Leadership class.
Our first guest is someone we tried to bring you last week, but we had technical difficulties. So we're trying again. Yvette Sheehan from Guide Dogs of America is preparing for GDA's biggest fundraiser of the year, coming up in late November. And she joins us from California to tell us what is new. Hi, Yvette. Hi, everybody. Well, tell us a little bit about the events that you have coming up in November. And I'm so excited about Woofstock. Well, we're very excited, too, about Woofstock. This year, we're going to have a theme tying into Woodstock's 50th anniversary. So this year, we have our banquet. We also still have our Hogs for Dog event. We also have a clay shoot. And we have our traditional golf tournament that's going on. But we have some new things going on this year, too. So one of the things that you're doing is... I know there are several events, and I know Woofstock is like the charity banquet that you have, but tell us about, see there you have the dates, November 21st to the 23rd. Tell us about this new mobile app that you will be using. So this year we had an automated registration, and everybody could go online and register for any of the events that they wanted to attend. Now, all of those events are going to be showing up on our mobile app, and everybody is going to have access to this app. It will tell them where everything is located, as well as any of the IAM meetings that are going on, because a lot of times, meeting room spaces might change, and we want to give them the latest and greatest up-to-date information. So can they download the app now, or do they have to wait until they get there? Uh, we will send out an email to everybody, letting them know when it's available to update. We're putting all the final touches on the app, and then that way we'll have everything, whether it's a bus change location or what time to be where, they'll get everything so that it's not quite ready yet. Well, we're really looking uh, forward to that. That'll make it so much easier for so many people. Um, there are some other changes that you said you had coming this year that had to do with dancing and a buffet. What is that all about? So this year's banquet, and we're trying to tell everybody, if you want to tie the Woofstock theme into any of the other activities, so wear your bell bottoms, wear your tie-dye or concert shirts to any of the activities going on, but at the banquet this year, we're going to still have our happy hour beforehand, and the party is going to continue even past the banquet itself. We're going to have some dancing afterwards. We're going to have a special guest from Woodstock come and sing to everybody. And this year is a buffet. So giving an opportunity to get up and mingle even more and just have a really relaxing Woodstock theme. I have to say you have the best outfit of any guest we have ever had on this show. Well, <laughs> Except you can't for maybe Zach. Oh, well, I coordinated our outfits. So the only thing you can't see is that this headband actually lights up, um, but you can't see it during the day. So everybody's just going to have to come to the banquet so they can see my headband light up at the party. Can't wait. Um, now, you have a mobile cause again. Tell us about that. So this year, we are going to continue with the mobile cause theme. Princess Cruises was wonderful. They donated another cruise to us this year. And then we have a special uh, donation coming from Al and Donna Sear, and we're going to have a trip going to Whistler, Canada. 
There's going to be some other special items tied into the weekend event. So the mobile cause will be going on the entire dur duration of the charity weekend. And we encourage everybody to participate and donate to GDA. Now, I know you have a lot of deadlines coming up, but can you start out to tell us about ads? What if someone wants to put an ad in or advertise during the event? So if they'd like to put an ad in for the program, they need to get their uh, information into us this week because the program book has to be created. So if they're interested, please send us their ad this week. I understand they may not be able to get the money to us this week, but get us the ad. That's the important part. Then also your hotel reservations. To guarantee that you're getting the great discount through Guide Dogs of America, you need to make your hotel reservations. And then that way we get to ensure that we've got our room count done. Finally, any of the other activities that they want to participate in. Again, just email me if you're interested in attending an event. You can pay at the event. There's not going to be a higher rate at the door for any of the activities, but we do need to try to get a head count for things like the banquet. We want to make sure everybody has plenty of food and drinks to have. At the golf tournament, we don't want to turn anybody away, but we do have a count, a head count that we have to turn in for those kinds of events. This year, we're getting a higher participation for our motorcycle ride and our clay event, so we're very excited to see everybody come out and participate. Remind us what your email is if someone needs to email you. So my email address is y-r-s-h-e-e-h-a-n at guidedogsofamerica.org. Excellent. And how does it go with um, seating and registration deadlines? When's that deadline? So the seating deadline is November 7th. They must have their information into us so we can get a table. Now, if they come in after the fact, there's still going to be open seating and plenty of space for everybody. And of course, plenty of room on the dance floor so the party continues after the banquet. Well, we can't wait. Is there anything else that you want people to know before they head out there? I just want to remind everybody to come have a good time. Russ encourages everybody to make sure to participate and enjoy themselves. This is supposed to be fun. I look forward to seeing all of my groups up on the stage doing the Walk of Fame. We are got some great guest speakers this year. So just come have a good time and we'll see everybody there. And the whole reason that we're doing this is because to raise and train a guide dog and to train somebody who's visually impaired or blind, how much does that cost? So it's about $50,000 to breed, raise, train uh, guide dogs for Guide Dogs of America. And again, remember everybody, your every donation counts. It doesn't matter how big or how small it is because we give these dogs away free of charge. We provide room, board, transportation to guide dogs here in California, so everything counts. And we really just appreciate all the support. I guarantee you they're going to be amazed by the guest speakers that we have. We have two graduates who are going to be speaking at the banquet. Everybody will enjoy hearing from them, as well as our three honorees. We have some wonderful honorees, Ricky Wallace this year. We also have EBS. And we have Textron, who is being recognized as honorees at this year's Gift of Sight. Excellent. Well, I wish you peace, love, and happiness, Yvette. <laughs> Thank totally you so much. Totally agree with you. Have a good time. 
All right, thank you so much, and everyone will look forward to it November 21st to 23rd in Las Vegas. So what do you think about the new app for Woofstock and other changes at this year's event? Comment now to activate your voice using live chat on YouTube, comments on Facebook, or by replying to this video on Twitter. And as always, it's okay to comment during the replay. Well, every year, many of our locals and districts live up to our mantra of justice on the job, service to the community. Now we know Guide Dogs of America is one of our favorite charities, but we'd also like to highlight the other events that are happening throughout the United States and Canada. So we will start to do that at this time of the year as we head into many holidays. IAM District 837 will renovate a church in St. Louis this coming Saturday. So that's November 2nd. And then District 9 plans to renovate a local park in Ferguson, Missouri on November 9th. So please welcome Directing Business Representative Earl Schusler. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule to do this, Earl. Well, thank you, sister, for having me. So tell us a little bit about what you're doing this Saturday. So this Saturday is actually a makeup. We were rained out last Saturday. Uh, we were ready to go. But uh, we have a local uh, church facility. Uh, it's called uh, St. Mark's uh, Greater Family Church. And they're in our local community. And so um, they need some, some uh, updating done, shall we say. Uh, and so we talked about it as a uh, group. And uh, see the photo we've got here. There's large planters uh, in the front. They're overgrown. It's not very eye appealing from the street. So what we're going to do is uh, we're going to replant uh, all these planters here with uh, uh, perennial shrubs and flowers so that it's low maintenance, uh, that the congregation and the community doesn't have to co constantly stay on top of. Um, we've already done some work. Uh, all the brick work that you see there in the front, we've already power sprayed all that. So it's bright and it's beautiful. But this Saturday, and it's going to be cold, we're talking... Uh, uh, we're going to start at about 32 degrees, but we're excited and we're anxious to get there and, and to get all this work done. So you're literally going to be freezing out there doing your work. <laughs> but that's okay. I mean, we're used to freezing here. We're deer hunters and the rest of it. We're all right. It's a good cause, definitely. How did you find this church for all of the locals and districts out there that want to do more community service and they're looking for partners to work with? So it's a good question. Um, so on the advice of uh, my Midwest territory from uh, Brother Galloway's office and uh, Luther, um, they, they they educated me on how to reach out to my membership. Now, uh, at District 837, I have 3,000 active members at Boeing and GK and Aerospace. And so we, st we reached out to them about, hey, look, is there uh, some facilities or locations in our local neighborhood, in our communities that could use some help? Um, and so people submitted names and ideas, and this is one that we settled on. And uh, it's a perfect opportunity uh, for us to give back to our community uh, that we're so much a part of. I mean, we're right here. This this is less than uh, like two miles from, from our Boeing plant. And uh, they've been a big part of us. We have uh, many of our members live in this community. Um, and this particular facility is unique in that uh, it's not just a church. It's a fixture uh, in this community where many uh, groups uh, meet, civil groups meet, 
um, to try and work out issues within their neighborhoods, um, to fight crime um, and other things. So uh, it's very visible and we wanna make it look very presentable and give back to uh, our local communities. But that's how we made our decision. Speaking of giving back to the local community, how does it make you all feel to help in this way? It's extremely exciting. You know, we always talk about, we're proud to be union to begin with. Uh, we know uh, what we do internally, uh, giving back to our community with, with helping to bargain for decent wages and a decent job and, and those kinds of things. But it's, it's not as visible as doing this. So when we're out there donating our time uh, to give back that we should be doing, we need to be doing, um, it's so grateful. It's such a rewarding feeling to be doing it. And let me add something, Tanya. One of the things that really impressed me about this is that my new machinist group, right, uh, uh, has spent many activities throughout the year uh, raising funds, doing charity uh, events here at our district. For example, a dunking booth at our district picnic. And that's how we raise the funds so that we can purchase materials and the, you know, the, the vegetation and stuff, uh, rental equipment uh, to go and do these kinds of things. And then the rest is manpower, right? It's just getting uh, those of us out there. I'm looking forward. I think uh, even with the cold weather, I should have, uh, you know, 20 to 25 uh, members show up. There's going to be uh, people from a congregation. There's going to be local community citizens there helping out. It's going to be a great event. Now, Earl, if you back up just a tiny bit, let me see that shirt you have on because it says IAM Helps. Tell us about IAM Helps. That's okay. a great shirt. Now, make sure that I get all of this right, that I've pronounced it correctly. But Helps, for those who don't know, stands for Honoring, Engaging, Lifting, Providing, and Servicing. So there's our acronym. There's our Helps, right? And we're more than that. Um, but this helps narrow it down. Uh, to help describe what we're about. Um, this is something, frankly, that I, I just find very inspirational. I've been a union member now for 33 years. I have been full-time union uh, representation now for, oh gosh, 18 years. And to be able to, uh, how do I express it, uh, advertise my union in this kind of a capacity to, to engage my local community that may not be union, right? but we're still one in the same. We have the same goals in life with a good job, uh, uh, be able to raise our families, all these kinds of things. So uh, we're reaching out to the, to the communities this way. It's fantastic. And uh, I look forward to doing a lot more of these events. Before you go, Earl, where did you start out when you first joined the union? Uh, I was a union shop steward. Which is a hard job. Thank no, you for doing that. I lost that. my first election, by the way. <laughs> really? See? Never give up. No, ma'am. And do you do this community service every year? So for us, uh, we did some in the past, but not on this level. Okay. Uh, we didn't, uh, we weren't well organized. So this is our first one that we're doing with this effort and organization involved in it. And like I said, I'm extremely proud of my, my new machinist group because these young men and women They've really taken the bull by the horns, and uh, there's some great leaders here, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's, it's very exciting. Well, keep up the good work, Earl. Send us some photos, and we'll show them next week, and we appreciate you for sharing your time so much. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. You're welcome.
Well, we look forward to that. It should be a very good event uh, this Saturday. And then we have another event coming out of the Midwest ter Territory the following Saturday. So we'll tell you about that as well. Well, here's a look back at this week in labor history. On October 24th, 1938, the first U.S. federal minimum wage took effect at 25 cents an hour thanks to the Fair Labor Standards Act. The law required an increase to 30 cents an hour a year later and to 40 cents an hour in 1945. Can you imagine being paid those wages today? The act also established the 40-hour work week and prohibited child labor in factories. Well, don't forget to check the Wimpersinger Center calendar for upcoming classes in 2020. Just go to this website, wimpersinger.iamaw.org, and you can see the entire 2020 schedule that is available online now. And we also have a class, actually a meeting coming up for State Council. Our one meeting we have coming up November 14th to the 16th is the Washington Machinist Council which is going to meet in Union. So good luck to everyone there next month. We're almost to November. And we'll also have a whole list for you in the next couple months. So that list will get longer. That is it for this week's episode of Activate Live. We'll see you next Wednesday, same time and same social media platform. Support your union siblings. Share this video to your local or district page. And thanks to all of you who already do. See you next Wednesday.